Day number two officially kicking off here at the NFL Combine. We're back on Radio Row inside the Indiana Convention Center with Casey Vallier along. I'm Matt Taylor. We're taking another tour stop around the AFC South, this time down south to Nashville, Tennessee, the home of the Tennessee Titans, and the voice, the longtime voice of Tennessee, Mike Keith, is with us. My good friend, how are you? Matt and Casey, it is good to see you. It's good to be back in Indiana. My wife's home state, yeah. and to, yep. to be here at the Combine, and best of all, to be out of the office. That is that is true. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful today. It's like 70 here in central Indiana, it, my brother. This was fantastic. It feels when, like Nashville. When I got up this morning and went to walk to get my coffee, I thought, oh, gosh. I can this do this. This is okay. <laughs> yeah. I can do this day. I think by Friday it's supposed to be 40. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. That'll be great. A little fluctuation. Yes. A little fluctuation. But at least it's not like 18 like oh, it was yeah, yeah. a couple years Three or four years ago, it was like 18, and we we literally tried yeah. anything we could to not go outside. You had flurries, right? Not fabulous. Now, are you, are you glad the Combine stays here, or are you sick of this place? We are. Yeah. I, I mean, for us, it's fantastic, and, and I understand, you know, the I understand the ramifications of all of it. The NFL wants to move it around. I get it, um, because that's working with other things that they're doing. I get it. Um, but I also get the standpoint that, this place is so good for the teams to be able to have the hotels where they are. I mean, Indianapolis has a great downtown. I tell people all the time, I said, hey, if you're looking for like a weekend getaway, yeah. you and your wife, I, I said, Indianapolis is a fabulous place to go because you can get everywhere. You park the car one time. You're done. Yeah, you can go out to a great restaurant. You can have an adult beverage and walk back to your place, not have to worry about you know, Uber or Lyft or getting in the car. And so from that standpoint, it, it's really great. The medical part of it yeah. being close by is a big deal. Uh, I will tell you, when we build our new stadium, uh-huh. watch out for Nashville. No, listen. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's not just this stuff. It's Final Four. 100%. Sure, right? Yeah. I mean, we told, I mean, we were talking in the office. We saw the renderings and the, the, the projected pictures of, of the new Dome Stadium. Right. I mean, that's going to that's gonna affect college championship games yes. both basketball football uh it's it's a ton of conventions that come to indianapolis now nashville a little bit warmer lots to do obviously with the music scene it's a right. very attractive place to be well it is and and what they're building i mean essentially they're building allegiant stadium okay that's the plan okay so they're building the las vegas stadium in nashville and the idea, it's going to be in the parking lots closest to the interstate. If you think about yeah. being in Nissan Stadium. Would be this to the south then? Is that what that is? It's actually to the see, north, so it would be to the where's, east, where's theoretically. The where's the river? The river in, in conjunction with Nissan Stadium. The river Stadium. is on let's see, north, <laughs> west. Okay. The river is All on right, the west. The end zones yeah. are north and south. Okay, yeah. And so the end zone... Uh, where Kevin Dyson ran on the Music City Miracle, <laughs> uh-huh. just to give you some yeah. some context, as a Bills person walks by. Um, <laughs> well, that was bad. <laughs> just a, the latest A.J. Brown touchdown yeah, against the Colts. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. But that was the north end zone. Okay. So the parking lots to the east, closest to the interstate, is where they're going to drop that stadium in. Yeah. And – it's really being built, and, and what everybody understands is what Nissan Stadium did for our community 25 years ago. They think this stadium will take it to a totally different level. It's not retractable roof uh, because the feeling is, you know, with the technology, with the roofs as they are, like the one in Los Angeles, 
uh, the one in Minneapolis with that uh, ethyl tetraplethylene that I don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah. You know, that translucent feel, it's it's going to be outside. You're going to feel like you're feel. outside, and yeah. they're going to do some things with the windows on the end yeah. and the doors and all of that, and it, they think it's going to be a, a really nice thing. Talking about being ready for 2026, if people listen to us talk about it, however, we're saying keep 2027 in the back of your mind because they're going to be very cognizant of keeping the cost where it is projected to be. And so in order to do that, they're saying, hey, it may take us three extra months to get what we need to build it. Yeah. So we're we're going to think about cost rather than being on a deadline. Yeah. We're going to just do it right. Do it right. You know what I mean? And that's the, and that's the whole thing. So you're reading 2026 everywhere. The media has not completely picked up on the Titans big hint, yeah. which is think 2027. Slow your roll. Slow yeah. your roll. And <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, Nashville for the SEC championship game, all of that for yeah. the, the national championship games. Yep. Uh, WrestleMania has already said if Nashville builds it, we will come in 2027. Then the Super Bowl. The Super Bowls are options. Well, th- when Nashville put on the draft in 2019 the right. way they did, yeah. like, what changed everything. And what they realized about Nashville is because we're an event community with the music business, the city and county work together, mm-hmm. no matter who the political leaders are. The city, and we have metro government, so there aren't two local governments to deal with. We just have one local government. The state works well with metro. Mm-hmm. And they put this thing on, and it was flawless. The, you know, Not only from just the execution, but police. You know, People felt safe. Mm-hmm. And, and truthfully, I mean, the job Indianapolis did with the Super Bowl. Uh, that was something that has been cited. You know, that's they're saying, hey, Indianapolis did such a great job. Nashville potentially has that same ability. So, yeah, Nashville will be in the mix. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not going to be New Orleans and get a Super Bowl every four years or something. But why, why couldn't you, though? If you're inside, Can. if it's a dome stadium, Can. it's a state-of-the-art. And if you do it right, you've got the perfect destination city plus the amenities to match it. Well, and it's it's in a... I mean, the location is so good, yeah. which is like Indianapolis is such a good location for the combine. It's an easy place to get to. Right. Nashville is also an easy place to get to. Yeah. It's not an easy place to get around sometimes when you're in it. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. No. Um, you have to know the secrets. Yeah. That you have to understand the I understand. secrets. I understand. And you have to be willing to walk, <laughs> which is the real secret of all. If you're willing to walk a little bit, yeah. uh, that downtown is easy to, to traverse. So many people, though, get there and want to take their car everywhere and try to park. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Not a good plan. Yeah. Hey, I want to double back to something you said. This is off the wall. But how many times a year do you hear your call of the Music City Miracle? Um... 1999, correct? Yeah, 20. 2000. 2000. 23 years. Because okay. um, it happened in January of 2000. Yeah. Uh, 10 times? Now, how many times do I hear people reference Do you it? still remember doing it? I mean, that's one of the... I never remember doing it. Really? I I didn't remember doing it 30 minutes after it happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's so bizarre, Matt, is I didn't didn't know what I said. Yeah. I'm getting a Coke. I've had had moments like that. Oh, I know. It's it's scary. It's really scary. (laughs) I'm getting a Coke, and uh, I'm saying, oh, 
Lord, what did I say? <laughs> How did I handle this? Right. And did it turn I, out okay? And then I, I went, hope. And then I went back and I heard it, and it's like, okay. All right. yeah. that works. I mean, it's not bad. Not the, the, <laughs> the, the screaming part at the end is not my favorite, but, the, but yeah. it, was, it was pretty accurate. Oh, so you're like, eh. right. It was a moment. That's for sure. It was a moment. And and what was so wild about that is, Casey, we, we were in our first year in that stadium as the Titans, mm-hmm. and we had had a tough move yeah because the team knew that they were in negotiations to move in august 95 so they played the 95 season in houston with that hanging over their heads and then they played the 96 season in houston knowing the team was definitely moving yeah and so to say people were unenthusiastic about the team would have been the understatement uh, you know, everybody talks here about the Mayflower thing, mm-hmm. the Mayflower moving vans. Right. You would much rather have that than what our organization went through in 95, 96. In 97, we played in Memphis. Yeah. Memphis had been shunned by the NFL. They thought they were getting either the Jacksonville or the Carolina franchise. Everybody did, you know, because they had been bidding for years. They had had a World Football League team. They yeah. had had a USFL team. We're getting a team. Then they don't get it. And our organization says, hey, you're not getting this team, but we're going to come play yeah. there for two we'll years. We'll tease you for two <laughs> years. Yeah. Well, so that didn't work. And they, yeah. and they took that last year that they were supposed to play there and played at Vanderbilt, who was mm-hmm. really not interested in hosting yeah. us. Yeah. And it's a 38,000-seat stadium. Right. And they really did not want us. The mayor at the time um, more or less – uh, guilted them into taking us on, saying, well, they're not part of the community. They don't – I mean, he came out in the paper, and next thing you knew, we were getting to play at Vanderbilt yeah. instead of Memphis. But that didn't go well. So you got four years. It's college football state. Yeah. Yeah. It always – Especially w- back then. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Tennessee's as hot as it has ever been in the history of the program. Right. Peyton Manning had just finished. They, they won a national they championship. They win the national championship in 98. Yeah. They're, they're 45 and 5, mm-hmm. which is the four, a four-year wow. stretch that's just – it's crazy town. And uh, I leave Tennessee four months before they go play the national championship game and their longtime announcer announces he's retiring. Oh, boy. So I'm looking good. Yeah. Man. I'm yeah. Tell, good I'm life tell choices. You, you talk about, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have lived at home with a woman who was really happy about it, too. People are saying, I bet people were calling you stupid for making that move. I said, oh, no, not people. Yeah, no. Yeah. Family yeah. members. Internal, brother. <laughs> My grandfather oh, played for General Nealon at Tennessee. Yeah. My family's all from Knoxville. I was born in Knoxville. I was with John Ward <laughs> there for 11 years. I mean, I'm, I'm part of that whole thing. And eight days after I leave, he announces he's, this is his last year. And yeah. then they win the national championship. And oh, man. I'm sitting there on my couch. punch. Oh, dude. God punch. I'm sitting there on my couch watching them play the national championship game. And for 13 days before that, all my buddies yeah. who are just total, I don't know the nice way to say it. They give me the business. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another way to say it. I'm not going yeah. to. But <laughs> so they're calling me from Arizona, and it's 80 degrees, mm-hmm. and they're playing all the best golf. Oh, We're going to TPC today. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're eating at all these fantastic Lons Hermosa and all these great <laughs> restaurants. We had Mexican. They're taking pictures. They go, we'll send you the pictures. Of course, you couldn't do it on a phone right. then. But they're like, oh, we got a whole roll of pictures. <laughs> We're going to drop in the mail yeah. to you. Okay. I'll see them in two weeks. Casey? 368 days after that, the Music City Miracle happened. Wow. Yeah. 
There so you go. It Vindicated. Won. Yeah. <laughs> There's some of my family members still don't think so, but um, – yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it was... Um, You're in the NFL. That's right. The it's National the, Football it's League. It's the National Football League. Yeah. And when I told people that at the time, people in Tennessee didn't realize that. Yeah. They didn't understand. They're like, well, people... So I do an appearance with Jeff Fisher <laughs> in, in 2000, and somebody says, hey, if the Vols played the Titans, who would oh, win? God. And I'm like, are you serious? Oh, God. And this guy honestly thought he'd have to think about it. He said the Titans would win 42 to nothing. They yeah. would be a running clock in the second half. Right. I mean, it's a different thing. They get it now. Yeah. You know, they understand the difference now. And what I hoped would happen in my hometown, in my home state, is that Friday nights would be a big deal. Saturdays would be a big deal, and Sundays would be a big the deal. The biggest deal. Right. Yeah. Well, but the, but the whole thing, I mean, football's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's our thing in Tennessee. You do basketball, too. Yeah. Uh, we have other sports. We, we have some good basketball. We get really good baseball state. I mean, a lot of good things like that. But football is really what we do, and it's what people build their lives around. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you, if you had no pro sports – Back in the days where it was just radio or during the Depression, you you rallied around the things that you had. I mean, you might listen to the Yankees on the radio, but the things that you had, it was football. And and so, and General Nealon was at Tennessee, and Jess Neely was at Vanderbilt. And, I mean, there were a lot of things that went on, and it extends to high school. I mean, we're not Texas. We don't have 40,000 at a high school game, but... I mean, people plan. We're going to do the tailgate. Yeah. We're going to do all of these sorts of things. And so it's not just the men. It's not just the men folk watching the football. It's it's all – it's the moms. Kids. It's the sisters. Yep. It's the kids. Yep. Um, churches now plan to get out at 1155. <laughs> um, well, see, that was a problem. And then they go turn on Mike Keith on the radio. Well, on their way home. Then they turn on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll take him for that 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the whole thing was, um, I mean, the, the minister takes off his watch, lays it down, and he knows <laughs> he's going to he's going to be off at 11:54 because he wants to go see the game. And people at the church will That's turn good. on the game and have a meal That's afterwards awesome. and That's watch awesome. the game. I mean, it's a it's a it's more than a sport to us. It's part of our lives. Yeah. And that's why having the opportunity I had at Tennessee and having this opportunity is so wonderful because you know what we do is part of people's routines and, and bringing yeah. people together. It's really an awesome thing. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said. Yeah, I with mean, me telling you well, all about the history of I, Tennessee. I, I could sit there and talk about that you stuff. You want me to go Honestly. through Davy Crockett? How about <laughs> Johnny do. Appleseed? Johnny Appleseed. How many, what, what are his ties to Nashville? Uh, no, see, I could talk about that stuff all day. But – with, with the, the importance that you just talked about that the Titans now have, the mm-hmm. stranglehold they have in Nashville within that sports scene, we, we suffered through it in Indianapolis last year. How, how tough was that seven-game slide to end the season, Mike? What happened? Brutal. Yeah. Um, we lost to Cincinnati Thanksgiving weekend in a game we could have won. Led for the majority of the game. They scored in the fourth quarter. Beat us 20-16. to 16. And we walked out of that stadium very fearful, very fearful that it could go the wrong way um, because we were so fragile. Um, Tannehill's hurt. Um, the offensive line's been a mess all year. 
we never once had our five guys together in the secondary that were supposed to be the five guys. They didn't, they didn't start a game, 17 games. The five guys who the first week of camp were projected to be the starters did not start one game together. Wow. We've used 177 players the last two years. Yeah. In, the, in the 2021 season, the injuries were numerous, but it was like, okay, this guy's out, but you still have this guy, this guy, and this guy. Well, this time around, it was losing entire groups, and we thought it could go wrong in a hurry. It went wronger. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. I think it's more wrong. Yeah. Um, it went more wrong than we ever could have anticipated, and um, it was tough. You know, it was really, really tough, and – there were a lot of changes that we felt like were coming. We were in a position, you know, fired the general manager uh, in early December. And he was, he was let go largely because we knew, well, I can't speak for the owner, but I, I think the timing of it had to do with the fact that we have so many big off-season things we're having to deal with. The cuts that we made last week are just the first part of what we're having to deal with. So it's a time of change, uh, shaking up offensive staff. Mm -hmm. Really a, an, an interesting time. When you talk about the injuries, that's, I mean, injuries hit every team. Sure. And sometimes, as you see with the Titans, it's been a, a couple years like that. Is it one of those things where you're just waiting for your turn, where you can finally say, hey, is, is there something that you see as, as an overwhelming reason that the injuries are happening, or is it just bad luck? Bad luck. Yeah. Um, and the turf, right? They changed the turf, So right? So here's the deal. I don't know how much you believe into that, but I, I, I believe uh, I believe there's something to it yeah, right. enough that I'm supportive of artificial surface at Nissan Stadium. And I'm a guy... Grass, grass, grass. Give me grass. Right, I right. believe every sport was meant to be played on grass. I get it. Mm -hmm. That's in my heart. But Nissan Stadium has such a problem with the grass after we get out of warm weather. Yeah. I mean, it disintegrates. Yeah. We've tried everything. Mm -hmm. We've brought in – I mean, we have some beautiful golf courses in Middle Tennessee all over the state, some of the best, really, that you'll find in the south. And we brought in their turf people, and we've tried everything. And if you play us in August, September, October, yeah. pretty good surface. Once you get to November, once, once that first freeze hits, we can't grow grass. And once the days get shorter, when yeah. the time changes, the stadium with how it's set just does not get much sunlight on the field. And so our surface was horrible. It was so inconsistent. You'd have these ruts. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times they just had to paint it green. Yeah. But you would – it was not a consistent playing surface. I say to those who oppose turf, okay, fine. I will say the turf is better than when I started covering the business and they were playing on tartan turf, mm -hmm. which was essentially concrete. But would you rather have a consistent playing surface – or would you rather play on grass that has divots, holes, right. you slip, all of these sorts of things? Yeah. I, I think that's the rationale. Back to the question about injuries, though, 90% uh, of the injuries have been in some sort of game action, whether it be in practice or in the games. So if a guy twists an ankle, you know, if, if a guy like um, 
Ryan Tannehill has an ankle injury where somebody wraps him up in a weird way. That doesn't have anything to do right. with the, the surface or whatever. So only 10% of the injuries were really kind of soft tissue, things like that. Now, they're examining everything they can do there. The turf is meant for that yeah. with the idea that, hey, guys, we're <clears> going to give you a more consistent playing surface. But most of it has just been inexplicable. If, you've, if you see the numbers, you say, somebody's got to get fired. And you're like, no, right. no. If you take them for what they are and understand the situation, instead what you say is, wow, this team has had some awful luck. I mean, just awful. And maybe that turns – it's funny about the Titans. It's probably going to turn in a way that it's going to help them so much in a season where maybe they're not supposed to be that good. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe in what's considered rebuilding or looking at it a different way – um, they're gonna they're gonna be the healthiest team going down the stretch, and maybe it will give them a chance. Speaking like Jacksonville was last year, right? Yeah, great point. Speaking of, of bad luck, part of that injury puzzle last year was Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. with the ankle. I'm sure that factored into the seven game slide, no doubt about that. Is is he back next year? Is he up for a contract restructure? What are your expectations at quarterback? I think he's the quarterback. Okay. Now, what the contract? What goes on with the contract? I don't know. You know, because I, I can't know what the new GM, Rancarthon, thinks. I can't know what Mike Vrabel thinks in a personnel way. And he, he clearly has a bigger personnel role than he did when John Robinson was a general manager. I mean, he's got more of a voice, right. no doubt. So what does that mean contractually? I don't know. Um, he's in the last year of a contract. What does he want? You know, what it, does he come to them and say – I'm not going to show up on April 17th if. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fair question. Um, but do I think, as we talk in early March, that he is the Titans quarterback in 2023? Yes, I do. And, and I think it's the right thing. He's played really well overall for the Titans. He especially played well when he had a good offensive line and when he had more weapons to catch the football. Yeah. Now, with that being said, is that at all to do with what you saw out of Malik Willis? I know he was very raw. You know, that's a good question. Thrown into a tough yeah. situation. But when you look at what happened, I mean, at the end of the – I mean, Josh Dobbs was starting, and it was a guy that they had just picked up. So when you look at it that way, is that at all in play when you talk about Tannehill? No. Okay. I, I don't think so. I th- Malik is a separate issue. Uh, Malik – when they got Malik in the third round, they were really thrilled. Because they had invested a third-round pick in somebody they thought might have a skill set to be their long-term answer. They knew that Malik needed time. Uh-huh. They knew it. And from, from every single aspect, Malik having to play last year was unfair to Malik. Uh, I mean, it just – but they knew if they cut him and tried to get him through to practice squad, they would lose him. Mm-hmm. So the choice was, especially with how tight the Titans' cap was, they couldn't keep three quarterbacks. So they made him the backup. And that wasn't really what they – I mean, you take those chances and you're saying, hey, we can take this chance. Ryan Tannehill never gets hurt. But that's not a – and people are like, boy, that was a bad person. No, it's not. You Everybody takes chances. Yeah, right? you have to. And if they it's pay, a salary cap. That's it. And if they pay off, yeah. you're brilliant. You're brilliant right. 100%. And if they don't, 
Yeah. Look at the Rams. They don't have a first round pick <laughs> until 2037. Yeah. Right. You know? And they won a Super Bowl. They won the so Super Bowl. I guess it's worth I, I it. I tell you what, if you told me I could win a Super Bowl and the next year I'd go 5 and 12, fine. Yeah. yeah that's we'll fine. take it. I yeah. want to. It's, it's a hell of a party. Man. Yeah. That's, I mean, we'll have a parade. <laughs> <laughs> I can do things to make me forget 5 and 12. <laughs> I'll just go home and put on my championship gear and that's walk right. around the house, watch the take highlight. pictures of myself. Watch the highlight tape from the year before, brother. Exactly. Hey, this is me. You know. Uh, <laughs> but you, um, you know, it, it's it's funny, Malik. This is where Malik won people, and I told Rand Carth on this story. Um, so Josh, they come to him and they say, "Listen, we're going to play Josh Dobbs the last two games," and he says, "I understand." And so, what does he do on the sidelines? He's helping Josh Dobbs. What's he doing in practice? He's helping Josh Dobbs. He's saying, I get at this moment, this is the best thing for me yeah. and for the football team. It's not that I don't want to play. Right. It's that I get it. Malik gets it. Malik is the first guy out to practice every day. I mean, we've had guys. You've had guys. Anybody in the NFL. You see, you see them and you hear them talk and you're like, boy, you don't get this is a job. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get it. You're coming out there and you're thinking I was the star in high school, I was the star in college, and I'm still – I mean, you see it at various positions, but we've had it at quarterback, you've had it at quarterback, and the guys with a lot of talent. And then there are worker bees, and Malik Willis is a worker bee. And that, to me, gives him a chance. I don't know if he's the answer. Don't know. I'm not writing him off. I'm not making any prediction that it's gonna that he's gonna be right. Johnny Unitas or Steve McNair or whoever. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is he has given himself a chance, and I think the Titans will hopefully see a lot of growth in this offseason from great kid. Yeah. Gr- fabulous kid. No doubt, no doubt. Final one from me, Mike. When it when it comes to the focal point of the offense and really the focal point of like the culture within Tennessee, it is we're gonna dominate you up front mm-hmm. we're going to win with play action we're going to grind you down we're going to win the last four minutes of the game right. obviously the epicenter of all of that is, is derrick henry how much longer can he be that he's certainly one of the still one of the best running backs in the game but how much longer can they afford to give him 20 to 25 carries a game given where he's at right now in his career i mean i think you i think with somebody like him i mean he's already made it longer than he should have I mean, let's face it. With that workload, right? With that, well, and you is got, that what you mean? Or? Yeah, absolutely. With DeMarco Murray showing him how you go about this at first and then him taking over. I mean, he's been the guy for five years now. Yeah. And it's remarkable. I mean, it's, I mean he's 29 years old. By all rights, this should be over. Right. At, at a certain point for a running back, it just ends. Yeah. It's the strange – it's like show's over. Right. It's like one day – you don't know when it is. One day you're on the side of the stadium and doing commercials and you're, right. you're, you're an all-pro, and the next day – and you don't know. So my feeling, Matt, is you just ride it. And that's what he wants. He wants the ball. Yeah. It's like if he's on the team and you're paying him the money, hand him the ball. I mean, you don't, you don't put LeBron James Without on the floor to throw the ball right. in bounds. And that's not what I'm suggesting. No, no, I'm, no. I'm but, just talking about but I'm saying, how much longer. Right. right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, but I'm saying if you're the Titans For sure. and he's on your roster, 100%. I think you're still building around him at this point.
So one final for me, you, you mentioned earlier the cuts that were made last right. week. Definitely a big offseason for the Titans. I mean, you lose Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, Randy Bullock. As you mentioned, sounds like there's going to be more to come. How important is this offseason? Because we talk about the AFC South. Jacksonville won last year. They look like they're on the come. But you sure. got teams like the Colts and the Texans kind of in that rebuilding. It's still definitely up for grabs. So how important is it for the Titans to kind of be able to right that ship this offseason? Well, it's funny because I was here last year and I was talking to the Jaguars and I said, you know, I think you guys can win eight or nine games this year. And I think that's the, the situation with the Texans and the Colts, too. I don't think either team is that far away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the scary thing is that Jacksonville's not going away. Now, they're going to have some cap things they have to deal yeah. with in the next couple of years, but they're in their, They're starting to be in their window. Yeah, that window's open. Their right? window two has, to, now, two to three years. has now opened because here's the most important thing. Right. They think they're good. Mm-hmm. The moment you start thinking you're good – is a huge help because it's not an overconfidence thing. It's a belief thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's it's key for the Titans because as long as Mike Vrabel is there, they're not doing rebuilding. Right. Vrabel's as good a coach as there is in the league. He is really, really – I've been around a bunch of them, and he is really special. I mean, you see it. You talked about all the injuries over the last couple of years. It's crazy. And they're in it in every game. They're I mean, in they're it in, in every, every game. game and, that's... And, and, and that's him and – you know, philosophically, he's just – he's got the stuff. So what they're in the process of right now, Casey, is they're trying to retool. Um, the four cuts last week, there were no surprises. Lawan Lawan's only played 21 games right. in three years. You can't go into a season counting on him because the minute – the thing that killed the Titans down the stretch is that by week two, Lawan and Harold Landry were both out for the season – and that was $30 million in cap room. So roughly one-sixth, one-seventh of your cap was gone in two guys. Yeah. And you're not having that happen and win something big, right. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll go get a left tackle answer. Uh, the kicker, Bullock, couldn't make anything longer than really 45 yards on a consistent basis. The game's different. You've got to be able to make a yeah. 55-60-yard kick. You've got to do it. It's part of the game now. Most important offensive stat now is points per possession. Correct. And if you can try a 3B when you would otherwise have to pooch punt or go for it on fourth and eight, and you can make it, then suddenly you're changing the game. Zach Cunningham didn't play for us. He was hurt three different times. Mm -hmm. He didn't play for us. And, And Robert Woods did a nice job, but he was not the answer he was supposed to be. Remember, he was traded for to be A.J. Brown's second would have looked a lot different in that role yeah. instead of having to be the one. Robert Wood's still a good player, oh, yeah. but he's not that kind of player that he was being paid for. So that was that was not a surprise. One, one, final, final one, Mike. Is this I, one, I one, final one? I promise. <laughs> is this I it? Promise this, this is it. it. You know, I, I have to go do stuff. I know. I know. waiting on me. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But it's – You look at the Colts and how they evaluate their last couple of seasons, Mm -hmm. being swept by Tennessee the last couple of years. Why do you think Tennessee has been able to simply just play their best, make enough plays, eke out these games against the Colts? And and do the Titans – you talked about Mike Vrabel. Do the Titans view the Colts as their chief rival? Maybe they get up more for the Colts? I don't – that's not Vrabel's style. You know, I don't think he's going to do the whole rival thing. Uh Uh-huh. He really – he's not big on that. I've brought stuff up like that to him in the past, and 
I thought he was going to smack me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not taking and you don't, that bait. And you don't want that because yeah, yeah. he's a big man. He's a big man. <laughs> he's a big man. <laughs> um, I mean, in some ways, you could answer the question for me because you swept us for, what, 19 well. years in a row? <laughs> and it wasn't with Peyton Manning. I mean, we yeah. never beat Andrew Luck. Yeah. I just think you get in sequences where you, you have something that maybe the other team doesn't quite have for some reason. I don't know what it is. And you're just in a position that when you've been winning against them, you feel confident going into the second half of the fourth quarter. Right. And I think that's where the Titans have been in this series. But, you know, we had beaten Jacksonville. Jacksonville had not swept us since 2005. So <laughs> they did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we had we've had some good luck recently, very recently against the Colts. We'd had a lot of luck against Jacksonville. And right. that was over. Yeah. Yep. Over. Yep. Uh, times change. No and, doubt. And so it's it's not like Alabama, Tennessee, where yeah. <laughs> where Alabama beat you 15 straight years. Right, 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 right. You kick a knuckleball 40-yarder to then find you rush the field. Them. Yeah, they, well, what's wrong with that? Yeah, and then Come you on. rip the goalposts in the river, brother. That's and right. then you, you See, put it, you put a pin on Google Maps. Let me just let me just listen. <laughs> let me just say something here to people, to your listeners. The throwing the goalpost in the river, that's tradition. 100%. 100%. People are, I'm listening to these people around the country like, these stupid people just took the yeah. goalpost down and threw it in the river. You know, like, like read, they don't read know, a book. Read like a book. Like, they don't dude. know that's what. Yeah, that's right. just what you do. We have a little history. Come on now. We're the 10th winningest program in college football history. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being some. All right, my brother. I <laughs> Good appreciate to see you. you. We're Thank the, you, Casey. Hitting the reset button with Mike Keith on the Tennessee Titans here at the Combine. Mike, always appreciate your time, man. Best of luck. Love you guys. Thanks for having me.